Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning. Because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Does anyone else love combining two different words to create a completely new word? I love it. My latest one is fidgeting. So it's when you knit instead of fidgeting in some other way. Anyway, that is what my new friend, Therese Balance, has done. She's created the word physio, physioga. <laughs> and she's a yogi who incorporates an individualized holistic approach to treatment. As a physiotherapist, she is able to inform her offerings with the science of movement, biomechanics, kinesiology, and anatomy. She has such a beautiful respect for the entirety of a person, not just their diagnosis. And what you'll see from today's episode is that she is so sensitive to the fact that many things contribute to one's physical and emotional challenges. You are going to enjoy this episode so much. She gives us a full walkthrough of the anatomy of the pelvis and the pelvic floor. And I can't wait to hear your responses, please. Remember to subscribe so you get all future episodes. Let's dive in. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I can't wait for our conversation today with Therese Balance. Therese and I are going to be talking about all things pelvic floor, inner work, how inner work is related to inside inner work um, and so much more. I can't see, I can't tell you how excited I am for this conversation. Um, but before we dive in, Therese, will you introduce yourself to our dear listeners um, and just let them know who you are uh, and the work you do in the world? Cool. Hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Sharice Balance. I have a doctorate in physical therapy. Um, I specialize in perinatal pelvic health. Um, and I'm also a yoga teacher and I love, I teach yoga anatomy all around the Bay area and really just, um, love empowering people in their own bodies through that. Um, I'm a mom of a one and a half year old and a three and a half year old, and I'm in between San Francisco and Ventura. So kind of live in the both best of both worlds in NorCal and SoCal. Yeah, look, you already used my word empowerment. So next question, what does empowerment mean to you? You know what? Empowerment means knowing, having all the right information to make an informed decision for yourself, especially uh, working in the birth world, just giving people like correct information. I work a lot with doulas. Um, in the Bay Area and here too, um, in Ventura. And um, a lot of people ask, oh, well, what do I need to do to prepare for birth? Like, how many Kegels do 
do I need to do? I've been doing 50 every day. Like, is that enough? And I have to wait, like, hold on. Where did you get your information from? <laughs> That's actually not what you need to do to prepare for birth. You know, you need to prepare to release and lengthen these tissues because you're going to be pushing a human through these tissues. So these tissues need to lengthen and, and practice doing that. Um, and so, you know, like giving people the information, the correct information. And then from there, they can like, you know, make whatever choice they want. But at least, you know, they have the information and then they have the choice from there. I love that you ask them where they get their, they're getting their information instead of just saying, actually, no, you're wrong. It's like, what's your source? Totally. Is it Cosmo? Nothing against Cosmo, but I mean, you know. <laughs> I thought I thought you said, is it the Cosmos? And it's like, yeah, that's the Cosmos, <laughs> Cosmo, all different places to source our information. Um, also within, right? Speaking of inner work, we can also have access to that inner resource of wisdom, right? Yeah. But we don't cultivate it often. So unless we cultivate that inner knowing, then we don't always have access to it. Yeah. You know, I this came up last week when I was working with a couple. I do like perineal prep for birth. And I like to preface it like, I'm not teaching you anything your body already doesn't know. The thing is, sometimes we take in information from wherever and it might not be the right information. And we start embodying that information, like doing giggles all the time. Um, and it's not super helpful, right? Yeah. So I'm just teaching you what your body already knows and reminding you what your body already knows. And so that you can connect to that sensation and that feeling when, you know, in the birth prep thing, we do like when we put the tissues on stretch. Mm. And it, and it was so great. The last woman I worked with, she was like, I already knew how to do that. I'm like, I know you did. But it's just like, you know, giving them that agency and that that um, power. Yeah. That empowerment. And like, oh, I actually already knew. I'm like, yeah, you do. Your body's smarter than you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's layers to this conversation, right? Because... One, you know, I find I know more, it sounds obvious, but I know more now that I've been a mother for 12 years than I did when I was a new mom. Um, But yes, I'm older and wiser, but I've also allowed myself to open more. I've allowed myself to be more um, receptive. The veil is somehow thinner now than it was before. And I don't feel as like closed off and protective of myself. I don't know if you experienced that on your mothering journey at all. Yeah, I just experienced that in life. I'm doing my yoga sutra study. Uh, We meet every week, almost every week. We've been meeting for a couple of years now. And we're talking about vasanas. And vasanas are like Mm -hmm. that deep rooted, um, inexplicable pattern that Mm. you have, you know, um, it might be because of trauma. It just might be because that's just what you're made of. And it's like, how do you notice those vasanas Mm. and those patterns? Um, and I think our homework last week was to notice them. And Mm. I was like, oh yeah. Cause usually I, I had like a really hard wall too. Same way. You know, but now just being open to be like, oh, 
oh yeah, that's a that's not a nice way to be. That's kind of an asshole thing to say. Mm-hmm. You know, and like not being so judgy on myself on it. Mm-hmm. Interesting, you know, observing and just being that observer from the outside instead of being so critical. So yeah, I hear you. So speaking of uh, a place that we often um, have judgment towards sometimes, I want to get to our pelvis. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I would like, I mean, first of all, I just want to name the judgment that we as women and female bodied people often have towards this part. And I'm wondering if you have um, thoughts on where that judgment comes from and also how we can just soften a little bit around um, how we're holding this culturally as well as as individuals. And when you say part, you mean our our vulvas and vaginas? Yes. Including what we'd call it, right? You know, our hoo-ha, our coochie, our honeypot, whatever, you know? Uh-huh. I, um, you know, it's society. Yeah. <laughs> people even even like our generation and the generation before us you know like didn't talk about it mm. and it also depends on where you're from mm. I am from the Bay Area and I think yeah. that San Francisco is a nice sweet little bubble yeah. of type of way of being you know, and mm-hmm. um, I remember we went to PelvicCon, and before that, we went to uh, uh, somewhere in the south, somewhere by Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And it was totally different because I was like, I hate wearing a bra, like, but yeah. hot and human. I was like, I'm just not going to wear a bra. And my friend was like, You probably should wear a bra. I'm like, Oh, it's just nipples. Like everyone has nipples, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just like. It's so um, cultural. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, totally cultural. And then, you know, religion has a part in it, huge part. Um, And just conditioning of like, oh, I'm not supposed to talk about my vagina. Oh, like it doesn't matter. I'm not supposed to talk about it. So it doesn't matter. So I'm just going to kind of cut myself off, not pay attention to it. And then, you know, you start having painful periods and you think it's normal or you start like you you're pooping for, you know, years. And, you know, I had a client, the other two clients the other day that were postpartum. They're like, I always ask about the poops. Like, how are poops? Like, what do they look like? How often do you go? And some of them are like, yeah, I go like twice, two, three times a week. Uh, I was like, totally not normal. Mm. Um, and they're like, oh, well, my doctor said that was normal. It's just like how I've been the whole time. And I'm like, no, actually, mm-hmm. no. also not normal to have painful periods, but mm-hmm. people don't talk about this stuff. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so before we dive into the anatomy, I want our listeners to just notice where their come from is like where are you coming from where are you listening from so are you are you cringing 
around this conversation already. If you've gotten this far and you're about to like stop the recording, um, that's where you're coming from. If you're like, oh my gosh, leaning all the way in, like can't wait till we get to the anatomy part, then that's where you're coming from. And this conversation is here for any of our come froms. So I just want to encourage you to like stay in your body as much as possible. Um, and let's go for a deep dive. You ready to share the anatomy? Yes. Okay. okay. Well, oh, before we go into that, I want you to know that if you are listening to this on the podcast, in the show notes, I will include a link to the, the video recording so you can see the visuals. Great. Yay. Okay. So... As a pelvic health PT, it's very important for me that my clients understand their bodies. And so if it is okay with them, if they're comfortable looking at their anatomy, I encourage them. Um, I have a special um, mirror. It's like a selfie stick, but with a mirror at the end. And they just, you know, angle it so they can see their vulvas. And I encourage people to do this prenatally and postpartum so that you can you can mm-hmm. decide what's going on. And so here we go. Here's a vagina. This is a vagina. This whole thing is a vulva. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the vulva, we have the labia majora, the labia minora. And then, you know, this, it doesn't show it here, but if you move this, this is, this is the prepuce or hood of the clitoris. It's mm-hmm. to, right. And when you move it back and forth, you know, the little clitoris pops out. Mm-hmm. Um, And then usually I'll open the labia minora and say, okay, see this little hole right here? That's your pee hole. That's your urethra. Mm -hmm. And then inside this whole thing is your vaginal canal. Um, And on top of your vaginal canal is your bladder and below it is your rectum. Here's your perineal body here. And then this is your anus. Mm-hmm. So when people are doing like birth prep, I encourage them to look at their tissue, their, their anatomy and say, okay, when you exhale and do a pelvic floor contraction, you should see movement here because every there's muscle, like the pelvic floor muscles are under there and they, they move, they contract, release and lengthen. And so there should be movement here. Uh, so I encourage you all mm. listening or watching, like, if you feel comfortable to look at your anatomy, look at your anatomy. Mm. And everybody's anatomy is different. You know, I think that, um, I don't know, porn is out there and it makes it seem like everybody should have a certain anatomy. But you know what? People have different size labia, different thickness mm. labia, different color labia. There's different size um, clitoris. Um, you know, it, and it's like the proportion of labia majora to labia minora is different. So just because your, your anatomy and your, your vulva doesn't look like what maybe you've seen, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. You know, there is anatomical variation to everything. So I hope that was helpful. So helpful because we're all so different. And even what, you know, I think social media Um, I liken it to porn in a way that it doesn't present the reality, doesn't present what, um, you know, 
Sometimes it does, I'll, I'll say, but we're mostly looking at someone's outsides and comparing the outsides to our insides. Mm-hmm. And so we have this resistance to looking at our own bodies. And then we have that similar resistance to looking at our own inner hearts and the different parts of us. Uh, Last week on the podcast, we were talking a little bit about parts work and how we have all of these different parts. We have our inner child. We have our inner wild woman. And so just like our pelvises are full of different organs and parts and our insides are have different things that they want to say to us and and speak in different voices. I just want to take a little break here to let you know about our February theme in the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood. This month, we are diving into the concept of self-love. I cannot think of a more important topic during these somewhat challenging times. I would love to invite you to join us. You can learn more and join at isabelbridges.com forward slash membership. I look forward to seeing you there. Okay, back to the show. Yeah, so you are you went to pel- pelvic con and you're taking a counseling course in sexual health. I would love to hear how those things have impacted your own personal sense of wellness in your body. Yeah. I have to get my dog is barking real quick. Hold on. Speaking of dog, speaking of being present, right? Okay. Hi, doggy. <laughs> okay. Hold on. What was the question again? So the question is around your own education and how learning more about sexual health and your own pelvis, how has that impacted your life? Oh my God, huge. The whole reason I became a pelvic floor PT is because I knew I wanted to be a mom. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, if I don't take care of myself, nobody's going to take care of me. So yeah. I've been stuff for myself. And I started learning all this stuff and I'm like, this really should be common knowledge and it's not. And so that's why I'm so passionate about sharing it. I do a lot of workshops. I do, you know, just a lot of things for the, like things for the public at like yoga studios to help people better understand their body. So they have that empowerment to understand um, what their normal is because your more normal might be different from like your neighbor's normal, you know, and like not comparing. So, um, Yes, everything that I've learned and for for pelvic health is because I needed to learn it for myself. So, so I know I uh, I'm doing this sexual health coaching program that starts in January uh, through Pelvic Guru, and there's two amazing teachers teaching it, and I'm super excited because in my own personal experience as a postpartum person and working with the postpartum population, I know it comes up very often uh, that, you know, no, people don't want to have sex or they don't have like desire to have sex or intercourse or whatever. And um, I wanted to help myself and I wanted to help my clients in a better way. So 
this woman was speaking at Pelvicon about sexual health counseling and, you know, all the ways she's able to help her patients in a better way. In addition to, you know, the pelvic floor PT part, like integrating those two things are just like so amazing. And so I'm like, I want to know what you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm super excited to be integrating that into my practice. Yeah. And this, you know, this time of postpartum is such an inward time. I mean, biologically, we're really um, created to go inward at this time and care for our body and care for our baby. Um, But we don't always have the support to do that. We don't always have someone caring for us and for our home and for the work that we do out out in the world. Um, Any tips for those new moms for ways that they can care for their parts, their bodies, their insides during this time? Yeah, rest. Yeah. This is so important. Um, Restorative yoga. Mm -hmm. I teach restorative yoga because I need it. And it's so like just allowing the nervous, especially as a new mom, you know, like this is how I feel like as a new mom, like, Parts of me are here. Parts of me are there. There, 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 there. You know, like someone's for you and then the dog needs you and then your partner needs you and then there's work. And it's just like, you feel so scattered. Yeah. And then out. And then it's just every hyper sensitized to every, everything. And so I think being able to, yes, go inward, um, be supported in like a restorative pose being able to take at least, you know, 15, 20 minutes to your, to yourself. So you're still quiet, dark and warm. So your nervous system can kind of come back to itself and find an equilibrium so that you can mother from that space instead of like being super agitated. And I'm speaking from my my own experience, you know, Mm -hmm. and then, and then you get to the point where you, I don't know, sometimes I yell at my kids and I'm like, ah, and it's sometimes I just need to sleep and get good rest, go to yoga, you know, get some kind of what fills your cup, find what fills your cup and make sure you make time to do that. That's my advice. Amen, sister. Amen. I also liken birth. Uh, birthing a baby is, is similar to birthing a project. So when we have come to this feeling of completion in a project, same recommendations, right? We need that warmth and that rest. And we need to fill our own cup after we've given and given and given and created. Um, And our culture also doesn't really support that. Our culture is often inviting us to do the next thing and then the next thing. Um, And so for me, postpartum, it's like this quiet, celebration too. It's like the celebration that like, I finished my pregnancy, I'm celebrating, but not in this like big, huge outward way. I'm celebrating inward with like my core people. Um, And yeah, really taking care of that pelvic floor is a way to remind us that like the root 
really matters. This, this is the place that we are all born from and that creation really happens from the void. But if we don't allow space for the void, then the creation comes from that scattered chaos, right? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I I also just want to name how beautiful it is to have your last name be balance. And I'm sure, you know, people tell you this all the time, but that's really what you're talking about is how do we create a sense of balance inside of us and harmony inside of us um, so that we can also experience that harmony outside of us too. And that's where the yoga comes in. Yeah, (laughs) yoga. Right. Yeah. Um, tell us, say it a little bit about what you mean by that. Um, and then we'll slowly move to a closing. Okay. Uh, yoga, you know, like asana is one part of yoga. It's one part that brings you into, you know, your capital S self, right? So all these practices of yoga, um, meditation, pranayama, breathing, asana, all these things are just tools to help bring you back to your capital S true, authentic, bright, shining, unchanging self. Um, and so, you know, I love, I love the um, yoga philosophy, the sutras, like this is why I, I do my sutra study every, almost every week. It's like, it's like my spiritual practice. It just helps to ground me. And, you know, that's where the yoga is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yoga can be a you you know like especially postpartum you can't be doing all this physical stuff because you're resting but it's like the yoga is how do you find peace even though you've gotten three hours of sleep and your boobs are dripping and they're sore and this baby's next to you but how can you find mm-hmm. how can you reconnect to your capital s self mm-hmm. despite all that you know and that's the yoga for me so mm-hmm. Yeah, so beautiful. Okay, Therese, is there anything you want to make sure to say before we say goodbye? Uh, I just want to say thank you to you, Isabel, for having this community and creating this podcast and for having me on here. And, you know, I can talk about vulvas and vaginas and pelvises and all this all day, any day. So anytime you want to, call me up, sister. And once I'm done with this sexual health thing, happy to share about that stuff. Yes. We'll be sure to have you back to talk about that. Uh, Where can people learn more about you? Yeah, I have uh, on Instagram, I'm balanced dot, I mean, period, physioga, P-H-Y-S-I-O-G-A. And then uh, balancedphysioga.com online. That's my website. Yep. And we'll have links to all of that in the show notes. Okay, last question. What is the next empowering action you'd like to invite our listeners to take? I invite you, if you are comfortable, to look at your anatomy. Yeah. And see what your anatomy is. See what your normal is right now. Right? Um, And look at it without judgment. Try to do that. Right? Mm. And look at it from like a... as if you're not in you, like you're, you're an onlooker and, you know, just notice, notice what you see and 
you know, notice if you have any sensations, maybe that you haven't been paying attention to, because that's important. It's important to pay attention to that space. There's a lot of stuff that happens in that space. As my yoga teacher says, the pelvis is everything. Mm. Love that saying because mm-hmm. it's where life comes from, it's where everything roots from, like you just said earlier, Isabel. So um start paying ten- start paying attention to that space. And I'll just uh tack on to that. Track it, you know. So if you're paying attention at one phase of your life or your cycle, then you may want to pay attention and notice at another phase. Um, and if you track it, then you can see that we change, that we're not always the same because we're m- movement and um, change is just the name of the game. Yeah. Yep. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Dr. Therese Balance, for being here. I look forward to our next conversation already. And for our listeners, please remember to go check out our video. I'll include that link in the show notes. Bye. You've been listening to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. That's all for today, my friends. And here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you. Today's episode was produced by Brendan Lindsay. Intro and outro music are by Matthew Randolph. I'm Isabel Bridges, author of Daddy Daughter Day. I'm also the founder of the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood. You can learn more about my work and join the sisterhood at isabelbridges.com. And psst, I'm offering a 50% off discount for a limited time only. So check it out today isabelbridges.com.